to this community and occasions and events in which this building has been used to bless the community remains in people's minds. People remember bringing their children to to toddlers groups, holiday clubs, brownies, school services. The primary school have already asked to have their annual Christmas concert here. One lady in particular speaks of the support she received during the coffee mornings after the loss of her daughter, the unconditional love and support she had during her grief. Your service in opening this building to the community and meeting the needs of the people in Stowe is not forgotten and is not wasted. Seasons change. Life has been interrupted. What do we do now? Isaiah 43. This is what God says. The God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies. They lie down and can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I am about to do something brand new. I'm bursting out. Don't you see it? So do we see these interruptions as an opportunity and a catalyst for change? If we're living an incarnational lifestyle, we grow to understand that Jesus was interrupted and that provided opportunities. He was interrupted when he wanted a quiet time and ended up teaching and feeding a crowd. He was interrupted when he wanted to sleep, to quiet the storm. He was interrupted on his journeys. Jairus asked for healing for his daughter, but he was interrupted in that by the touch of his cloak. He was interrupted in his teaching by the friends lowering the paralytic through the roof. He used the interruptions to his routine and plans as the opportunities to demonstrate his love, forgiveness, authority and compassion. I think we need to embrace the interruptions, look for the opportunities they present. They are the very ministry into which we are called. See the situations and people in front of us, not as our interruptions, but as our ministry. In his book, Rewilding the Church, Steve Acethorpe writes, in the world of the church, the temptation to keep congregations happy and maintain the services, programs and rotors can be hard to resist. But rewilding involves discerning God's mission and participating in what we discover. Rewilding moves beyond a sense of duty to perpetuate institutions and seeks to engage with the coming of the kingdom that is already at hand. I realise I'm most comfortable with routine, plans and the clear idea of what I'm stepping out to achieve. But routine can constrain, plans can narrow a vision, and my ideas are most surely smaller than God's amazing plans. We're now all so aware that routine can be disrupted, plans thwarted, and the path that we were on has changed or even disappeared from view. 
Steve Oathorpe goes on to say, we need to get used to change. That will be the new norm. Following Jesus brings change. As followers and apprentices, we will be changed continually inside and out. As agents of his kingdom, we will be the catalysts of change. For any group or community with Jesus at its centre, change is integral, fundamental, to be expected. This is a genuine adventure, since far from reverting to some previous state, it is a journey into an unpredictable future. John 12, 24. Listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. It's a time for letting go, to stop holding on to the comfortable, to release our expectations so that our hands are fully open to receive from God. Time to let God be God, to listen intently and let God lead. The Telegraph newspaper reported a 50% surge in people Googling prayer during the pandemic. Sorry. But where are they now? Back at the golf course, the gym, the social groups, the clubs and support groups, the places where friends who share an interest are, where they can enjoy a shared experience, a familiar and supportive one. One example was the WI here a couple of weeks ago. They met for the first time in over a year, 40 gathered, overjoyed to see each other. What else goes on in our community? What can we join in with? Where would Jesus be? Ruth Rice, writing about the Renew Wellbeing Communities, says the church, flung out of its box of meetings and services, may never make it back in. We need to find new ways to be present in the communities we have come to know in a much closer, neighbourly way. I'd like to end with Isaiah 51, 1-3. Committed to seeking God. Listen to me, all you who are serious about right living and committed to seeking God. Ponder the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were dug. Yes, ponder Abraham, your father, and Sarah who bore you. Think of it, one solitary man when I called him, but once I blessed him, he multiplied. Likewise, I, God, will comfort Zion, comfort all her mounds of ruins. I'll transform her dead ground into Eden, her moonscape into the garden of God, a place filled with exuberance and laughter, thankful voices and melodic songs. <laughs>